life's tough, get a helmet. Welcome to the Chicken and the Dog podcast with myself, Rai, and my brother, Micah, where we talk about anything and everything pop culture and movies. Um, if you are listening to this on Apple or Spotify, give us a rating. That'd be cool. Uh, YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, like, all that jazz. So, um, Micah, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. <clears throat> yeah. Been hanging out. Uh, yeah, how's how's the week been? Pretty good. Not bad. Haven't done haven't done too much. Right. Um since Sunday. I've done just a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think I've done anything like specific. Yeah, anything or, crazy. Just or anything like that. Hanging out. Yeah. Nice. Pretty much. What about you? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had a little more going, more little more going on since what was it last Wednesday? Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember what I did on Friday. I feel like I did something because I don't work that day, so I feel like I always do something, but I don't remember. So, uh, Saturday, Brighton and I went to Butcher Boys, so we talked to like Peter and Robbie and all the other guys. Um, butchers and stuff so that was fun but then we got pulled pork um and we made pulled pork and then um watched football games um on saturday which was fun um that was good uh i convinced brighton to get madden 23 um and to buy another controller uh so we played we've been playing madden like i would just go over we'll play madden 23 which has been fun that is fun. Uh, um, I mean, oh, Sunday was interesting. So Sunday was Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I work with Vietnamese, a Vietnamese church half the time, they had their Vietnamese New Year. Um, and so, I mean, it's a whole thing. I mean, they got food galore. <laughs> um, every special event, a bunch of them work, a bunch of the older kids so like in college and stuff they work at starbucks and stuff so they bring a bunch of stuff and they have like a coffee bar and you can place an order and stuff Mm. um and then they have like a fashion show with like traditional dresses and like gown type things i don't know how to describe it exactly but oh yeah they have a fashion show where like the kids students they walk down the middle boy and girl and then they do a little five second skit it's pretty funny they have raffle prizes and karaoke it was, it was a party like it was cool um for pretty cool how we celebrate new year's that was way cooler it was way more fun yeah you know so uh they give out like free money which is just a two dollar bill but like everybody gets one um so i mean that was pretty fun. cool that was fun but that's pretty cool and that i just been watching movies and hanging out really that's it hasn't been crazy. Uh, no, nothing insane. No, I need I need something to happen. Yeah, I I need to do something, but I just don't know what because there's just not a whole lot going on, you know. Oh, no, there isn't. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to even think. I made my birthday list. <laughs> That's what I did this week. Oh, Jen and I bought a chess board, so we've been playing chess. 
which is, I mean, it's fun for me. It's not fun for her because I beat her every time we play. So <laughs> she's no longer asking to play, but that's uh, funny. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing crazy. I need a vacation. Yeah. But that won't happen for a while. No, mm. not quite. No, nah, sometime soon, maybe. Our birthdays are coming up, which will be dope. Yes, oh, it'll be sick. We'll record on our birthdays. I just realized that. Really? Our birthdays are on Wednesdays. Oh, wait, is it a leap year this year? No, it's not. No. Yeah, 22nd and 8th. Yeah. That's lit. Um, That'll yeah, be fun. That will be fun. Um. Nah, I literally can't think of anything else I've done. Yeah, I mean, I just haven't done much. It's been just a plain week. Yeah, it has been. Um, just football. Football's been watching. Football's been fun. Mm-hmm. Other um, than that, it's been pretty bland. Yeah. So, speaking of football, we could talk about it. Uh, the divisional round. Um, oh yeah. So it was Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, Jags. Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys, 49ers. Um, mm-hmm. I believe we picked everyone. Cr- I think we said Jags were going to win. We but, said the Jags. Yeah. Which is more, was other, more, more of a other than that. Guess, but Yeah. Other than that, though. And they, they really could have won. They could have. They could have won. Won't say should have because they didn't. But no, yeah, they shouldn't have won, but they could but have they, won. They, the they could have won. They definitely had a good chance of winning. So mm. what are you gonna do? Tough. I know, right? Not, but, nothing. Nothing to do. Uh let's see. Eagles stomped the Giants. Yep. The Giants looked horrendous. Terrible. Yet they played amazing against us. Mm-hmm. It's just always the story of our lives, I swear. It's our defense. Yeah, it's true. Hey, we fired our defense coordinator. That's good. Yep. And we were talking to uh, a couple good ones. We talked we talked to the Seahawks um assistant coach, right? Assistant head coach defense. Assistant head coach. He's defense. good, isn't he? He's pretty good. I mean they have a pretty good defense. Um, <laughs> Anything's better than what we got, honestly. Anything's but... better than him, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be removed from his job, so <laughs> he's right. gotta be better than than uh, than ours. Yeah, it's true. But other than that, then we the Saints um, defensive coordinator. We met with him. Yeah. Okay. They have a pretty good defense too. They did have um, a decent defense. They're mostly lacking in skill, though. So it's true. Can't say it's on him. Um. We really, everyone wants Brian Flores. Who's he? The Dolphins defensive coordinator. Oh. Is he he's looking to leave? Really good. Yeah, he is going to leave. But the problem is that he's supposedly getting head coaching interviews. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what's all true or not. But then my other thought is, have you seen the, what is it? The Beth Humane something. Ed Reed. You seen the Ed Reed stuff? I saw him get fired from his. Yeah, that they're well, they tried to say he was leaving, but he was getting pushed out or whatever by admin. Yeah. 
I don't want to pick up Ed Reed. <laughs> well, we don't know if he's a good coach or not. I feel like if you're one of the best defensive players to ever play, that's a like good you, point. You it's gotta a... know how to coach defense. That's true. He's not, he's not coaching a football team. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, Jeff Saturday, yeah, was first one to come in that was a player. It really was not his fault. The games that they lost. No, he didn't do a bad job. I mean, I honestly think if I think he'd be a, a pretty decent coach with a. On, well, actually, I think he would have been a pretty dang good coach on any other team, pretty much, in the league. And even the bad teams in the league, he would I think he would have been pretty good if he was given a uh, an offseason and then a full season. Yeah, probably. I mean, he'd probably be better than what the Colts are this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if he gets this offseason and next season, I don't think the Colts really need to do anything to do better than they did last year. Under right. the same conditions, right? They need a better quarterback, but yeah, but I think that he would be able to do better with Matt Ryan than he did this year. Even though he's retired, right? Matt Ryan, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? No, yeah. I mean, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, Ed Reed. Yeah, I mean, Ed Reed be good. I'll give me Dion, dude. <laughs> Dion, Dion's working his way up to becoming an NFL head coach. That's what he's doing. He is, yeah. And he will be. Oh yeah, no doubt, dude. I saw you see his like team meeting speeches. Yeah, I've seen like all no slides stuff. on campus, no sweats on campus, no. I'm yep. like, dang, like he. That's a that's a. You're do I it doesn't matter how good of a football coach you are. That's like regardless, I would probably would hate it. I mean, I wear sweats to college all the freaking time. And I'm guessing you do sometimes too. But like mm-hmm. that's a culture change that's just elevates a a, a team in, yeah, any, no in, doubt. in any sport, you know? So it's cool. I like it. I would hate being a part of it, but like I saw a comment that was like, he didn't oh, yeah. say anything about Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Crocs um, are loud. Uh, okay, so other teams. So obviously, Eagles smacked. Um, Bill, uh, let's talk 49ers Cowboys game. Yeah, I mean, Not, Niners didn't look that great. They didn't look great. Their defense is still phenomenal. Yeah, their offense didn't look great. Yeah. Mostly Brock Purdy. Yeah, he but, looked halfway decent. and And the fact that they ran Debo so much looked awful. But um, the other defense was still still solid. So yeah. It'll be interesting. Number one offense versus number one defense in the league. Yeah. So. It will be interesting. It'll be a class for sure. It will be. I'm very curious. I who who do you who do you think is gonna win? It's so hard. <laughs> this it's one goes fifty so fifty, honestly. It's so hard. Oh man. I think that I think that the Eagles probably win. Yeah. Honestly. Probably. I think that the Eagles' number one offense, and they still have a good defense, like yeah, a really defense good defense. Yeah, their defense isn't bad. Yeah, their yeah. defense is like top 
10. quarter of like yeah top quarter of the league mm-hmm. like top eight probably yeah so so <laughs> as long as your offense plays like he has been you're gonna be okay yeah and i think that the, <clears throat> i think that the defense the eagles defense is more consistently better than the niners offense if the 49ers want to win they need to be in a low scoring game or play or their offense just needs to play amazing yeah because they, they, I mean, they have the ability to have that kind of game, yeah, where they just absolutely demolish. But they have to have that game. They need a defensive they, touchdown, is what they need, or that and turnovers. They need turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It will. It will be. It's uh, and then Bengals, Bills, um. Bills are bigger frauds than the Vikings ever were. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, we just, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, I don't know. They suck. They sucked. I don't know. I. They're just not that good. But they're everyone not that, they're not picked that them guy. to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, they just weren't that good. They just weren't that guy this year. <laughs> they was... lost a lot of bad games, like where they just did not look good. They lost to bad teams, and yeah, I mean, yeah, lights too bright. Guess so. The other interesting thing, obviously, is Demar Hamlin situation. Oh um, yeah, he came to the game, allegedly. Um, and you know, covered and you got the mask, sunglasses, all that type of stuff. So, um, but the internet is freaking out saying that he is either dead or is, was not there. Um, and, um, because they were trying to hide it. That's why he didn't show his face. That's all these things. So, um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about it. I don't have many. I don't care enough. I don't. I do. Think... I have some thoughts about it. Yeah. I mean, like... My my opinion is, the chances that he is dead, and it's a cover up, is zero. It's just yeah. not possible. There's no way. There's no way his brother and his mom would be on in on it. Like, yeah. There's, there's just no shot. And then there's just like, there's no way. I mean, if you accept the fact and you believe that he is dead and it's a cover-up, then you have to also believe in, like, so many other deeper conspiracies, like yeah, cloning and all that kind of stuff, because yeah. there's just no way that they're going to temporarily replace a dead person and then we're just going to forget about him and then he's never going to exist again. Also, that also puts a weight on something that I don't think people are... Like, it... it what it means, if that's true, if he died and they're covering it up and all that's true, that means that the reason they're covering it up is because it's the COVID vaccine and the government wants them to, like, people already know COVID vaccine is screwed up. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's bad. But it's not like this life, world-changing phenomenon. I don't know. It's not, like, it's, it is, but it's not, you understand the, like, gravity, yeah. what, I, what I'm meaning? Like, yeah. We're talking about the NFL. Like it's a billion dollar business, yes. Everybody watches it, yes. But it's an American thing that mostly people just in America watch. It's just now expanding. And 
you're asking, yeah, his family to be actors. You're asking at the entire Bills organization to be asking. Like, did you see the Josh Allen video? No, what? He was on a podcast, and someone the the host is like, "Hey, this is the deal. Is this true? Did they fake it?" And he's like laughing. He's like, "What? Like that's stupid." He's like, "He was in the locker room with us before and after the game, like." That's just how he dresses, all this type of stuff. And everyone in the comments was like, he's looking to his left. He's looking. I'm like, you really, Josh Allen, you think that he's just been preparing for his Oscar winning performance? Like, I don't know. And like, it's, (laughs) do you really have to be lying to like be completely caught off guard by something? Like they just like put him on the spot and we're like. Oh, we think that your teammate, is this, someone yeah, you is, love, is... Is your teammate dead and this is a fake person and <laughs> yeah, this is all about the Illuminati and he's actually cloned and it's not actually the real Damar and it's all a cover-up and you're just an actor. It it's makes like, no, like... And you're supposed, he's just supposed to be like, cool. Makes conservatives look real bad, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It just looks like a bunch of tinfoil hat weirdos. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, and I, so yeah, the likelihood that he's dead... And this is. And why would else. you want that? That means someone died playing football. That would. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know. And also, the Miles Sanders, the running back for the Philly, FaceTimed him before a game. There's that video yeah. that surfaced. And so, like, I get the suspicion, but we can drop it, you know? Like it's, oh, yeah, for real. I think that the likelihood. I would say that it's much more likely and feasible that it was just a stand in. That's and I, then again I don't and care that's, too. That's why he didn't take interviews because it actually it wasn't him. But, but he's not dead. I get. I just I really don't care if the NFL really wanted to push the narrative, and then he just not feeling well enough to yeah. go or doesn't want to go yeah. like, or be here or he did go and he just doesn't want to be the the publicity. You know, he died another. on a field. He died. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to be back on a field right now, or maybe he doesn't want it. You know, you don't know. There's a lot of reasons why I think that him and his family could accept a stand-in yeah. for a for just just for them to show it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's not that crazy. No, not at all. The NFL obviously loves ratings and things like that, and that's kind of how TV works. Yeah, and there's certain extents they'll go to, but the dude's not dead. No, the NFL is. It could be whatever type of organization you want it to be, but I don't think they would cover up someone dying. I don't know. It's almost no. I really don't think they could. It's almost no gain either. Well, yeah, the risk reward is awful because if it actually gets out and proven that he did die, well, for one, (laughs) where would he have died? Cincinnati Hospital. And that you you, now makes Cincinnati Hospital liable. Exactly. There's way too many. Like, I get the government is powerful, but, like, I don't know, man. No, there's too many working pieces for the dude to be dead. And then if that were to to surface, if that were to surface, and then... It's one of the most... Completely break news and be proven true, the NFL would be over. Like, what is the... Is it really worth the boost, like, the 2.5% boost in ratings? To lose your entire company, billion dollar company? No, no, it's not. Because so like, if every... he died, it'd be bigger 
this sounds bad, but if he did die, their ratings would go through the roof. Well, yeah. The amount of things, it, the Super that, Bowl. You get to the, the whole situation where it's like, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Exactly. They're not going to cover it up. It's just stupid. Like, I, I get it's fun to be like, that's pretty interesting, but the more you logically think about it, the more it's like. Would you, yeah, would you not, <laughs> would they not be okay with like a whole, you know, for Damar storyline if he died? Yeah. They would just continue to push that even memorials more. everywhere. Memorials, it Super would be Bowl huge. Thing. Moment the of su- silence. There'd be a huge Super Bowl thing. It would be massive, dude. Yeah. So we can move on from that. Obviously, yeah. still pray for Demar Hamlin because we do Chicken the Duck think he's alive and we pray that he's getting better. Um, yes. Because also that's got to be terrible as a person. Everyone's like he he sees that he's on social media. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's dead. Like <laughs> it's a wild feeling. Um, it's crazy for sure. Uh, okay, Coach of the Year finalists. Uh, we can briefly touch on this, but the finalists are. Giants, Brian Dable, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, Eagles, uh, Nick Sirianni, Bills, Sean McDermott, and Jags, Doug Peterson. Um, and obviously, Eagles coach deserves it. Niners coach, you can say the Giants coach, maybe the Jags too. But the fact that uh, Kevin O'Connell is not on that list is mm-hmm. – and that's not even from like a Vikings fan perspective. Like – no, it's just from a, a completely uh, objective perspective. Yeah. The dude, I mean, well, one, completely objectively, Sean McDermott does not deserve no. to be talked about for Coach of the Year. His team was below average and comparative to other years when they were not as talented and or developed or anything. And better. And he did better. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's done this is like his worst season he's done with this Bills team since they've, you know, they've got yeah, Von Diggs and all Steph- that. The Josh Allen supremacy, all that stuff. All that stuff. This is their worst season. Why is he on there? Mm-hmm. Eagles, yeah, deserve. Niners, yeah, deserve. Giants. I get sure. it. They were supposed to be I terrible. Get it, but I would I mean, I think there's probably other coaches that deserve it over him. Um because they were they were just they're kind of average. Yeah. Like I really don't care that they went to the second round of playoffs. Nah. To get their butts whooped. Yeah, I just they just were average. That's like saying when the Vikings uh Minneapolis miracle happened that what's his face? Uh Oh gosh. The Zimmerman should have got a finalist for should have been the in year. talk, yeah, for coach of the year. Cuz the Vikings were terrible the year before. Then they were decent and made it this. They they won a game and and went to the. Yeah, they skimmed by to the playoffs and then they skimmed by a game to yeah. make it to the second round. Yeah. Like no, that doesn't <laughs> doesn't make you coach of the year. So that's why I think that Brian Dables no, he shouldn't be on there. But Jags Doug Peterson yeah yeah I think for he des- sure he deserves it. I think it. for sure they had a for sure average year, but, but they, end- they they ended the year. Yeah, great. So like they were like they they have this streak of really good. The Giants were like six and one, yeah. And then well, I don't know what they ended, but they were the second half. Is, they were just average. The also the Jags were like I don't know th- four and thirty six in the last two years, and then had a good year. Like they yeah, and New they coach. just don't they just don't go to the playoffs either. So it's like yeah, 
Also, but it's the impressive. Vikings were what <sighs> had one. Yeah, the 50- Giants were nine and seven. Yeah, and I'm pretty positive. Like I need to look at their. I'm gonna look at their schedule. You keep going. Preseason, preseason. Okay. So yeah, they won two and zero, oh, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one, and then they so they started off the season six and one, just like I said, and they ended three and six. Yeah. Six and one, and then three and six, <laughs> and then won the playoff game, and then got absolutely murdered. So the Vikings, right? They they won the NFC North at ten and six in twenty nineteen, but they hadn't won since twenty twelve, and before that had not won since two thousand four. Right, so they don't win often. They are mm-hmm. thirteen and four. Right, you have the best receiver in the league. Kirk Cousins, the top ten QB, no matter what you say, statistically is a top ten QB. You won the crazy one of the craziest games in the history of the NFL against the Bills. You completed the greatest comeback of all time against. It doesn't matter who. It could be a college football team. I don't care. Like, you completed the greatest comeback of all time. Mm-hmm. And you're not coach of the – you're not even an option. And a finalist, yeah. You're not top five, really? Come on, dude. Come on. I mean, when does, when does coach of the year get announced? When do the awards go live? Uh, awards date. Uh, February 9th. Yeah. NFL Honors Awards. Yeah, February 9th. Yeah. Okay, so three days before the Super Bowl. Which means that the two most deserving head coaches, Nick Sarani and Kyle Shanahan, will have already, one of them will have advanced to the to the Super Bowl. Right. Which will be the one who wins. Right. So, if the Eagles go, it's going to be Nick Sarani. And if the Niners go, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, so... I don't know. Justice for Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, he deserved to be on there. Um, for sure. But other NFL, last NFL thing, uh, Justin Jefferson is a finalist for a league MVP. Um, it's like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and him. Josh Allen's not an MVP caliber player. No. This season. This season. Okay, here's what, here's, Okay. Take away position. All right, well, take away that the QB always wins. Who had the best season and their respective on a team that they were the most valued player? Well, here's the yeah. I think I think uh, if you if you take away position, I think yeah. it's between Justin Jefferson and Joe Burrow. Maybe Jalen Hurts, but he was hurt, so he shouldn't win it. Yeah, he did get hurt. So Jalen Hurts also. They all deserve to be finalists, except for, in my opinion, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. No. He didn't deserve to be. Bright, bright I mean, if anything, oh. if anything, uh, instead of instead of Josh Allen, it should have been um, it should have been CMC. Yeah. He went to the Niners and completely changed their team, yeah. their offense. Yeah, completely. I mean, I mean the dude, the dude ran a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and caught a touchdown pass in one game. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. He had a great year after being so injury prone. Uh huh. And he completely changed. The, I mean, the Niners probably would not have gone. 
Without Christian, no, without not, Christian at all. not at all. He's too value. There's that word, valuable. You know, Brock He's Purdy, the most valuable. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but he can't do what he does if he doesn't have an elite running back where he can hand the ball off, but he can go play action because Chris McCaffrey's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chris McCaffrey can run and he can catch. Yeah, exactly. He's just he's just really really good. And so I think he should have been. It should have been Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so I think there's six or whatever. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson tweeted, like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, it's funny. It is cool. I think that uh, I think that Joe Burrow should win it, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be fine with Joe Burrow. I'd be fine with Patrick Mahomes. They're both insanely good quarterbacks. It'd be cool to see Justin Jefferson win. That would be awesome. It won't happen unless he does something crazy like in the next couple of years. But so here's a here's a question about um, MVP mm-hmm. stuff. So like Jalen Hurts, obviously, if you look at him in the team, is he an MVP caliber player on the team? Yes. And then yeah. you say you know he got injured, so he missed some games. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't in. Garden Minshew had he had a good game against the Cowboys, but <clears throat> Cowboys have proven to be <coughs> unbelievably inconsistent. So, <laughs> does that really say that Gardner, Gardner Minshew could have done well with the same team that Jalen Hurts had? You know, mm, right? And then the next game he didn't play so well, and then they came, so they lost two games, and then they were threatened, and then Jalen Hurts came back and then demolished the Giants in the last game, like thirty-eight to seven. Right. So like, to me, those the fact that they struggled without him shows he's worthy that of, he was the MVP of that. Yeah, to me, yeah. me being the MVP or whatever, you're valuable. So without you, your team should struggle. Yeah. Okay. So for Jalen Hurts, I think that's true. Joe Burrow, that would be true. Would we be haven't true. seen that. But for Justin Jefferson, right? Look at the the Packers game. Right, he had like three targets. They we got destroyed. The games where Justin Jefferson didn't have a lot of like over hundred yards, right? Where he's contributing a lot to the offense, we lost. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty much four games. To me, that's most valuable player caliber. Yeah, uh, yeah. with him you win. Without him, you don't. He'll win offensive player of the year, but like probably. If he doesn't, I, if, I mean, if if Cooper Cup loses to Aaron Rodgers with a triple crown season, yeah, I don't think there's any way Justin Jefferson beats any of the QBs on there. No, nah, not at all. It's dumb. It, the NFL MVP is a dumb award. Just give a it cool is, best, give a best. They, there needs to be an MVP and an MVP QB. There needs to be a yeah an MVP QB award, and then there needs to be an MVP where you got maybe a quarterback on here. You got the best quarterback, best couple quarterbacks, best two receivers, best two running backs. Who, or maybe best tight end if Travis Kelsey, you know, but like who is the most valuable player? And that award should be superior over the QB award because, yes, the QB is the most important position, but and it's yeah, QB and yes, QBs can still win MVP, like <clears throat> yeah. the whatever the MVP big award, the right? Big award, yes, but they need it needs to have a different, different lens for rate for ranking because yeah. right now it's. It's the QB award because how can you say the QB is not the most valuable player when On, they touch the ball every snap? Yeah, exactly. But still, yeah. 
It's bigger than that, and everyone knows it. But they just NFL just wants you. It needs to be like the I don't know if there's a John Madden award. It should be like the John Madden MVP award. It should be, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, something like that. But yeah, interesting. What else? Oh, sad news. Splash Mountain takes its final rise a few days ago, um, before it closed for retheming. Um. It sucks. It's sad. It's pretty sad. It is sad. I mean, it. Anytime. So, Splash Mountain, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Whenever people ask me what my favorite ride in Disneyland is, it's always like, there's a couple, right? I love Splash Mountain. I love Thunder Mountain. I love Space Mountain. I love Matter. There's, there's rides I love going to. If you it's know? a mountain, I love it. Exactly. But when people ask me from now on, What's your favorite Disneyland ride? I'm going to say Splash Mountain. It'll be hands down my favorite. It won't be Tiara's Wild, whatever they're calling it. It'll be Splash Mountain because it's like, mm-hmm. that's, it sucks, you know? It's going to, yeah, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to always be, um, ever, it's going to be Splash Mountain forever. Yeah. And it's I don't gonna get redeemed and it's going to be, you guys want to go on Splash Mountain? Yeah. Like, I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> I'm also not going to be the, like one of those people that's like, it shouldn't be changed or any like i think it shouldn't be changed but i understand why it's being changed you know i've had conversations with certain people that are people of color that have seen song of the south they're offended by song of the south so like i get it there's also layers to it but also we're white so i'm not gonna go crazy into it but i don't know it's sad i also i was having a conversation with somebody that's a person of color uh and uh, we were talking about it back and forth and they were saying like it did offend them and they, they weren't comfortable with it. And they're, they're glad they're excited for the, the retheme, Right. And I was like, that's great. You're allowed to be excited. I'm not going to. And I was like, I'm bummed, but I will also be the first person to say that I'm excited to see what is done and I will for sure go on the ride. I'm not going to boycott it. Like things like that. It's just a bummer. You know, it's not like uh, yeah. the biggest deal in the world. It's just a bummer. It's like there's an emotional tie, there's connection, all those things. It is. It is a bummer. It's not. But I am. They they just better. They better change it a lot. That's like my only thing. <laughs> it's just the same thing, just reskinned. <laughs> it better change a lot. Like not the ride itself. Yeah, just like the ride I'm... itself does not need to change at all. It's a great ride. It's a great and ride. I yeah. think it should be the same. Just follow the same track, same dips, mm-hmm. drop, everything yeah. like that. But everything around it, I think, needs to tra- change drastically. It needs to be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be my only, really. My cool. only problem with it is that I feel like it doesn't fit. Like Critter Country and like Big Thunder, that whole area does not really mesh well with. Well, now Sp- well, Splash Mountains. Well, Splash Mountains is next to. It's not. It's it's farther out than you're remembering. I think because it's next to Haunted Mansion. I know it's next to Haunted Mansion. So I think they're trying to turn that area into like a new, more bigger New Orleans square, I guess. Because it's in Adventureland, right? Yeah. So I don't know. They're trying to do more Disney themes, which is fine. It just is. I will say, if you're going to change this, you have to. I hate saying this, but like, it'd be consistent. Like if you're gonna reskin, retheme different rides, 
to fit more of all Disney movies, you got to do it with most things at this point, you know? Yeah. It sucks, but. Yeah, I think. I really think that they should stop messing with the parks, to be honest. Most of the, mostly. Expanding is, is fine. Updating is cool. Most people are not going to want to see like stuff like Matterhorn change at all no. big thunder change at all they're not gonna want it now stuff uh, like that yeah so if you're wanting to implement and you're wanting to take away things that aren't like big thunder and matterhorn aren't necessarily like directly related to disney mm-hmm. if you're wanting to do that and you're wanting to do that in disney world and stuff like that you're better at they just need to build a central park central u.s where though texas if I'm being honest, it's gonna it would be Texas. Yeah. You got the most land. You got the most freedom with building and they do need to build. They do need to build there, something there. They do need to. There needs to be a third park in the United States. It's the greatest blank canvas that you can have. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's really nowhere else that you would build it. And with all the money they have, could you imagine they can make it enjoyable for the summer and they can make it enjoyable for the winter. Right, we were freezing cold, but there's they have so much money that Six Flags doesn't have. It's like there's so many things they could do, you know. Yeah, and Six Flags was still fun when it was 35 degrees. So they do need a Texas, Texas. They do well, and then if you make it, if you make a location in Texas, then you have accessibility for like most of the country. Yeah, it just changes a lot. Because, yeah, I get they're all south, but that means they're pretty much within, like, 10 hours of most places. Right. And you'd have a season pass. Actually, Mom and Dad and Elijah would. We probably wouldn't. but I would not. We could go more often, though. I could have a season pass already if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, I'm, I'm, five and, I'm, like, five and a half hours from Disneyland. That's, that's true. But, no, that's a good idea. We should... They need to build more. They they just do. They I don't know what their because then couldn't they be- is because it's just a whole blank canvas. They can do whatever they want. They can implement new stuff. It could be a whole they, new thing. Yeah. I mean, they they don't have to worry about all these restraints that the parks have in terms of land and uh, are like theming already, personal attachment, nostalgia. And it's all this different stuff. Also, it's west of the Mississippi, so they would have able be able to have Avengers Campus, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you could do a Pixar Land. You could do a Disney animation. You they could, could do, do a bi- whole big event, like whole big Marvel thing. Yeah, they actually would have room for. Yeah. And you could do like Coco. That's been a big thing. They've had nowhere to put Coco. They wanted to put Coco places. And it's a huge. Yeah, it's great. They could do so Moana rides, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You could do. You could have a the biggest like Avatar. I mean, I'm talking money maker, like crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean the Avatar Land in uh, Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. is pretty dang big. But it's it's but it's was added there versus it being its own entity at first. Yeah, true. So you can have a water but, ride now. You could, there, dude. But yeah, what I'm crazy. saying, yeah, you can. It's an opportunity to add new staples. Yeah, you can implement the new styles of rides. 
like the ones that we were on like in six bags yeah like you, the you... hanging ones and like all that kind of different stuff and you can theme them and all this and yeah it's a new opportunity to be like this is our fastest roller coaster now this is our longest water ride ever and this is our blah 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 go it's, crazy you got just... the space it's a chance to take everything that we know and love from Disneyland, Disney World, right? All the movies that they haven't implemented and build it out, right? You could, you, you just, I don't know. And it gives them the time. That's the thing. Do they have time to like implement these like crazy new ideas into existing parks? No. Can they actually do anything, pretty much anything to update uh, like the Main Street area and the middle areas of the park, the walkways, yeah. stuff that you pass on the way to rides. No, because you can't block them. Yeah, because they're too big. You have to do it in such small so, sections. So if you want to like implement, if you want to like implement a a fast traveling system, you know, some kind of like tram system that goes through the park or something like that. Right. Small scale, obviously, because you don't want to ruin the park version right. and all that kind of stuff. And themed. Uh huh. You couldn't do it in existing parks. They would have the time to to think of an idea, test it, implement it, build it, make sure it's perfect before you release the park. I mean, the park doesn't... They start building right now. They could build it for the next 20 years. That's they have true. No, they have no obligation for pe- to people to build and release it immediately. It's true. And also the fact that I don't know what Florida's like, but Disneyland is in the middle of a city and you're running out of room. No, that's what I'm saying. A Disney yeah. uh Disney World not really. Yeah, they got more room. Not as much, but it's also not a very good location. It was like built on a marsh. So Disneyland is uh a hundred acres. And I'm looking at land.com right now. Two hundred and fifty two acres. Uh or two yeah 252 acres three million dollars uh like that's you're making a lot of like you have a lot of room for sale in texas yeah i think that texans would be mad about it at first but then probably get over it that's what i would uh, yeah i think that maybe for a little bit there they would be as long as you made it where it didn't become big city around it was just hotels and like kind of like magnolia where it's like you're going into this world it's even like disneyland now or disney probably disney world's a better example yeah but what would you call it what would you yeah what would you call it not disneyland not disney world you could call it disneyland texas but like i don't know i think that it'd be bigger I, I would, I would want Disney wanna... Universe or something like Disney that. Disney Universe. Just, like, Disneyland started and it was this little pocket, right? And they were like Disney World, bigger Disney World. But now everything, bigger. now everything's Disney... Disneyland, Paris, because they're like almost carbon copies. But I think, but yeah, I think you go bigger and you expand, and so you think of a word that relates I'm... to that. Well, their whole thing is wonder. Their hundred year thing is wonder. Disney wonder. Disney Wonder or like Walt Disney Imagineering Universe or like something like that. The Dis- I think Wonder Disney of Walt Disney, or, you know. Disneyverse, bro. 
anything. It'd be cool. We're millionaires. Why are we not millionaires, Micah? I don't know. We have the great ideas. Give Bob Chapuck on the phone because this is ridiculous. Um, gosh. Okay. Uh, we should probably move on. Did you watch any of that 90s show? I wrote right down reaction. I didn't finish it, but. Bro, there's like, I'm looking at the uh, land right now. Uh-huh. There is so many things over a thousand acres that they could for sure afford. Oh, shoot. Look at this second one. Crescent, Texas. 17 or 7700 old gray old old granbury road what is the address 7700 old granbury road it is yeah it's it's like there's two locations over a thousand acres that are on either side of uh granbury but this crescent one it crescents in between Granbury and Benbrook, which is right by Fort Worth. So it's in between Fort Worth and Dallas and Granbury. Oh my gosh, this would middle be of awesome. middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing around it, and it's mm -hmm. just a, it's one point seven k acres for uh thirty thir thirty one million dollars. Yeah, I see it. That's crazy. That'd be cool, dude. It'd be perfect. It'd be so awesome. And there's stuff like this one out of Waco, outside of Waco. I mean, there's just, there's a lot you could do. You could also do like this one right here, which is just over a thousand in Rockport, Texas, which is like Corpus Christi. So it's right on the, the bay. Right. And stuff. So, yeah. There's options, man. If you want to do beachy, coastal, if you want to do... There's a lot. I mean, they could do, like, crazy... They could do a lot of things. No way that's... I think... Do you know what I think we should down. do for next episode? We should talk... We should try to craft our dream. Just craft our dream, whatever, like Disney universe or whatever we want to call it and create different lands with different rides. Obviously, we wouldn't know what kind of rides, but like in general. This is what I should have done for my, I guess I still could. Oh, your project. For my senior project, I could brand a new theme park. Did you decide what you are doing? Yeah. What is it? I'm doing um, a hood canal. like shop that's sick so different like merch items like dog you could actually pitch it you could actually pitch and it. stickers and pins and like car fresheners and hats could you make them shirts legit because yeah. it's not it's just a place yeah that's cool and they uh, don't have to like even say hood canal but they could they could yeah right? they don't it doesn't matter it's a, it's a place right um uh did you watch that 90s show or some of it i did watched a couple episodes uh all i say is like when the old cast is there it's like pretty fun pretty nostalgic the new characters are fine they're not the worst they're not the best um but red and kitty carry hard oh yeah uh, like very hard that's all i'll say so 
Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about it. I just put it in quickly. No, that's the, that's the same thing. It And I don't think they selected talent very well. The girl? And I don't think that... I think that the writing is probably the biggest problem. The girl that plays their daughter, Leia, is not bad. No, she's not. That's true. Kelso's kid, he, he really annoyed me from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, The Asian kid, he annoyed me. Yeah. And the girl that looks like Hyde's not the worst, but. No, she's not the worst. It's the other two. The couple is so annoying. Like, mad, oh, madly annoying. Yeah. It's really Leia and then the Hyde type character that are decent. Yep. Pretty so. much. That's pretty much it. So I think that the casting was not great. And then I think that. Uh, I think that the writing is just very Disney Channel. Yeah, writing is very. It's Disney Channel rated R. That's all it is. Pretty much. So. so um, yeah, it's disappointing. It is. Very much so. <clears throat> uh so i'm sad that i forgot about this movie i heard about it uh but we i don't think we've ever talked about it uh it's definitely in my top 10 most anticipated for this year but ben affleck and matt damon co-wrote and ben affleck's directing uh and they're co-starring in a movie called nike or it called air i think it's called air it's called air um it's going to be released april 5th and the film follows Nike's initial efforts to sign Michael Jordan to a shoe contract. Matt Damon is going to be playing uh, Sonny Vaccaro, who is the guy that's like very he- heavily involved in getting MJ to sign to Nike instead of Adidas. And then Ben Affleck is playing Phil Knight. Like, that is going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. you're, I already love Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Like, them as a duo is insane. Well, they made a movie before that they wrote and starred in. <laughs> this one of my favorite movies. It was it was all right. <laughs> I think is one of the best movies ever made. One of like ten movies I think is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Good. They they did Good Will Hunting. Um, now this is gonna be sick, dude. It's gonna be good. I'm so excited. I'm so so excited. So, um, should we go into Oscars? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna go through our the the Oscars like uh, uh, nominees and like all that type of stuff. Obviously, we have not seen everything, um, so that alters our opinion a little bit. But and for things that Micah hasn't seen, I probably have seen. So yeah, uh, all right, and so we'll go. Category by category, and then can talk who we think is going to win and if there's anybody snubbed um, from the category. So, uh, actor in a leading role. Nominees, Austin Butler and Elvis. Colin Farrell and Banshees of Inisherin, Brennan Fraser in The Whale. Paul Mescal in After Sun. And Bill Nighy in Living. Um, I don't think any snubs in this category at all. No. Uh, I didn't see Living. You haven't seen The Whale or After Sun, right? No. No. But I saw both of those. Um I don't know who I I know who I want to win. I don't know who's gonna win. Like 
don't yeah. know. Like, I want Brendan Fraser to win. Fraser to win. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be mad if Austin Butler won. I don't know. I know. It's hard, yeah. Actually, it's just I- hard. It's just <laughs> really hard to, like, just to justify Austin Butler losing. Yeah. But it's not, like, it's also just not fair. Because he spent, like, two years, three <laughs> years being, learning to just be Elvis. Did a at great Graceland. Job. And he did a great job, and it was a big hit. So it's like, how do you not say that's the best lead actor because none of these other dudes had an opportunity to be three years to dig into a character Mm -hmm. i do think though i think if i were to give the award out personally i would give it to paul mescal for after sun but i get the like the austin butler elvis thing like he embodied like the movie wasn't perfect and it was weighed down by you know tom hanks but like he -hmm. was so good in it uh he was. I don't know. It's a very stacked list. I mean, I've only seen two of the movies, so but right. on, I mean, mm-hmm. if I if I was giving out the award, I would not give it to Austin Butler either. You wouldn't? No, I would give it to Colin Farrell. Yeah, uh, he's great, dude. He's great in Banshees because he killed he killed that movie. He was so... and that movie was much better than Elvis. Oh, yeah. Elvis, yeah, we'll talk about Best Picture in a little bit, but um, this one's easy. Actors in supporting role uh, nominees: Brandon Gleason and Banshees, uh, Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan and The Banshees, and Kihue Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Kihue Kwan. It's not a question. He's gonna win. It's who we want to win. Brandon. I I love Barry Keoghan also. He was great in Banshees too. He was he was awesome. But yeah, I definitely definitely going. I didn't see Causeway and Fablemans. I thought Paul Dano should have got a nomination versus uh Jude Hirsch. Jude Hirsch is like his grandpa type figure. Paul Dano's his dad, and I thought he should have been in it way more than But yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Ki Hui Kwan is gonna win. I've never yeah. seen a bigger lock in my life. Um, okay, actress in a leading role. Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas in Blonde, a- Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I'm going to maximize my odds and say Michelle wins. It won't be Michelle Williams. I can tell you that she was she was fine. It uh, it's it's, it's gonna be Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett could win it too. I didn't see Tar, but people are like she's great in Tar. Um, but uh, I didn't see this movie. It's on my watch list, but Decision to Leave. It's a foreign film. I'm pretty sure, but the lead actress in that apparently is snubbed. That's I I, I don't know. I don't remember her name. Gotcha. But that's what people are saying. So, <clears throat> um, actress in a supporting role nominees: Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, um, first ever Marvel actor or actress to get nominated for a role. Uh, Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon in Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu 
and everything everywhere all at once. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis should not be on this list. No, she was cool. Like, she, she was fun. She was good, yeah. but she wasn't. She, I, she was not a supporting actress, in my like, opinion. No, she didn't support the movie at all. She was like a minion, just a top minion. Yeah, like she was good. She did a really good job, but nah. So nah. Um, I I don't know. So you've seen everything but the whale in this list. Yeah, so I don't um, know how good she was. She was good. She does. I don't think she deserved a win. She was good for sure, but um. For me, I gotta go Stephanie Sue. You know, I don't know. She was great. She was good. Yeah. I'd go her or Carrie Condon, but I would say Carrie Condon. I think that uh Stephanie wasn't Stephanie Sue wasn't uh She just wasn't pushed that far. She didn't have to display too much. Yeah, I can see that. Like her her role, despite being a really important you know, a really important role i just don't think that she was really challenged that much with the role i think she was pretty stagnant and pretty much yeah she just played the same thing the whole time wasn't really mm-hmm. given an opportunity to show emotion right or anything like that yeah until like the very end but it was it was minimal yeah she was just kind of like there to be stubborn the whole time <laughs> she was... and stiff-minded like no matter what yeah. role she was in or whatever right yeah yeah Carrie is, your mic, is your mic by something is my mic by something yeah what was it doing it was like bumping into something it, it might make moves and it yeah, it was yeah hitting... so it's like it's like it was hitting my screen okay yeah yeah i, I it was only ha- it only happened that like a little bit yeah it's it just moves it's just weighted until it just moves um i try to fix it a lot but uh yeah caracana was great she should win nice. yeah uh animated feature uh nominees guillermo del toro's pinocchio marcel the shell with shoes on which should not be nominated considering that it has live action in it and if the lego camp movie can't win because it has the live action this shouldn't be able to win either uh, I wanted to see Marcel the show. I still really want to so see it. Long. I want to see it so long. It's on nothing. <laughs> I know. It's never on anything. It's A24, bro. They need their own streaming service. We'd pay for it. It's ridiculous. I just want to watch it so bad. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Um, Obviously, I have not seen all these movies. We haven't. From... I haven't seen Marcel the Show with shoes on. That's it. I haven't seen that in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. But Puss. from like what I've seen and heard and known and all that kind of stuff and everything, it sounds like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is the fan favorite to win. Um, Pinocchio. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, though being nominated, that's what that not being nominated, with that being nominated despite there being live action. Mm-hmm. I think that will probably win. I think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio will win. Honestly, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is my pick. I think it's that or Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots was freaking awesome. <laughs> I just know everyone loved Marcel the Shell. Yeah, and it's like it's it's an Oscar. Yeah, it is. It is. It's deep, you know. Like, yeah. So it's it's a it's an Oscar movie. 
Yeah, I get it. I I wouldn't be mad if any of them won. Besides, I think turning honestly, red. I would be mad about turning red. The Sea Beast, I think, doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't compared des- to the other movies. It doesn't deserve to win, but I think it was an awesome movie. It was awesome. My rating of it has gone down since. Oh uh, yeah, it's changed. It's changed a lot. Yeah. It's a, like a four star movie in my opinion. It's good. I love it, but yeah. Um. Okay. Cinematography. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of Handful Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. And I've only seen Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. All Quiet on the Western Front, is, I'm sure. That's what War movies win. that are good are always... That should win. Great cinematography. It's what I hear, what I read, all that stuff. That's Elvis... What Elvis had good cinematography. It was really unique. It was very, it was very fitting for the movie. It was pretty perfect. But, um, yeah, I don't. I doubt it was better than All Quiet on the Western Front. Here's the and snub. You can you can put in the snub that the Batman, which should have won. It has the best cinematography of the year. I don't care what anybody says. It. I don't care. It's a comic book movie. It was incredible. Like, it was so good. Oh my gosh. Such I mean, the entire a... the entire movie you could say was made through cinematography. Yeah, it. I mean, it wouldn't have been the same. Nah, if it, the cinematography wasn't as good as it was, it was like the movie would not have been great. It just wouldn't have been because it would good. have not made sense with the character that they made and all. The cinematography carried hard. It was so. It good. was so good. Yeah, it's so sad to see that it got snubbed. I can't believe it. I ah. Oh. It sucks. It does suck. So I'm gonna my votes for All Quiet on the Western Front. I still haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, even though I haven't seen it, that's probably my that's my pick. Yeah, I think we'll win. Do you care about costume design? Mm, no. Um. Okay. So we'll skip costume design. I'll just say I think Babylon should win. Um, directing, Martin McDon, Martin McDonagh. Or, I don't want to say it. I'm sorry. Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels with Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Steven Spielberg with The Fablemans, Todd Field with Tar, Triangle of Sadness um, with Ruben Osnund. I know who I want to win, or who I think deserves to win, and I know who I think will win. Um, okay, what do you think? I want Martin McDonough to win. Mm-hmm. I Me thought too. he did the best. Like, the Daniels were great and everything everyone wants, but I thought he was gr- amazing mm-hmm. direction in Banshees. But Steven Spielberg's going to win. Probably. The movie was good enough where, like, it was good. It was a good movie, you know? Like, I think it was in my top 10 of the year. And so it's just. Um, let's see. Or it's just outside of my top 10. It's at 12 for me of the year. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was great. So. <sighs> oh, goodness. Um, what do you think? Oh, your mic. Freaking light. No. It's this freaking light, dude. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, who do you think is gonna win, or who do you want to win? 
Uh, Martin. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that Steven Spielberg will win, but most likely, because The Fablements is the biggest Oscar bait I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, kind of ridiculous. I think the last... We'll do... Yeah, we'll do this final two. We'll do original score, and then we'll do best picture. So original score, nominees... Um, Oh, there should be screenplay we should do too. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees, Fablemans, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. My vote is for Babylon, which you haven't seen. But also, Batman snubbed again. I vote's Batman. <laughs> uh, Batman's score was better than Fablemans and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I haven't seen Babylon. Um. Everything everywhere all at once. I didn't really notice the score that much, so I noticed I it. Say, I would I say it can't be that big. When I rewatched it, I noticed it a lot more. So I would say Banshees. Yeah, I, I think, think Babylon will win. Makes sense. Uh, oh, original screenplay. Um, uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Everything everywhere all at once. Fablements, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once, or Banshees. I don't care who wins. Either one of those should win. Yeah, definitely. In, in my opinion. Um, and then adapted screenplay. It, I figured adapted is like where there's a pre-existing story and then someone rewrites it to fit it, I, I guess. So All Quiet on the Western mm-hmm. Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking probably all quiet on the western front i don't really know woman talking apparently is really good yeah uh top gun probably will win because they have to win they have to win something they do have to win something they'll win like sound (laughs) or visual effects the batman got maybe the batman got nominated for visual effects actually no avatar is gonna win that duh oh yeah (laughs) avatar Okay. Never mind. They'll probably yeah. They'll win. Hmm. All right. Best picture. Oh well. I will say the Batman was snubbed hard in best picture. Okay. Uh, Nominees for best picture: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Thoughts? Elvis should not be on here. Neither should Avatar. Avatar, I think, has a pretty good likelihood of winning, which it, sucks. It should. It was not even a top 10 movie this year. Like No, it shouldn't. What should win? Um, my three picks would be Banshees, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Top Gun. That would be mine as well. What should win is Everything. I would say in I would say in that order would be my pick. You would go Banshees. Do you like Do you like Banshees better than Everything Everywhere All at Once? I do. I need to rewatch it. I really want to rewatch it. And I think that I think that it might be because I got cut off from Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's a good point. I watched it in three segments. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah. But I think I think that I would still 
I think that Everything Everywhere All Once would be higher on my list of movies. Mm-hmm. But it would not move up to Banshees. I mean, Banshees is 11 slots higher than Oh, of, your tw- of 2022? No, of all time. All t- oh. oh, how high do you have Banshees of all time? 15. Okay. That these and that's then, your favorite. That's not like how good. But again, that's the mix kind of thing. Like how? Yeah, where it's kind of mixed. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. In twenty twenty two, Banshee's probably two. Actually, yeah, they, I watched those in. I uh, said so they're not. They're not ranked. That's oh, oh, oh. Okay. Gotcha. Because I watched everything every roll on once in twenty twenty three, and I watched Banshee's in twenty twenty two. Gotcha. <clears throat> so nice. they're in separate. They're in separate lists. I think the Fablemans could win this. I don't want it to. But if Avatar wins, it's like... Come on. Like, Top Gun Maverick is a better movie than Avatar, The Way of Water. So, and I don't think Top Gun should win. I loved Top Gun. Loved it. But it should not win. And Elvis has no business being here. There's a couple I haven't seen still, obviously, of these movies, but... Elvis was not that good. No, I've, I've I've watched it twice now. It's not that good. I've seen it. I've seen it twice. The second time I watched it was much worse. Like Austin it Butler was, is phenomenal, and it's really it interesting was great. story. And it was it was interesting to see because the second time I watched it, I was was with Maddie. Yeah, right. Jennifer, she awesome. loved she loved Jenna it. Loved it too. Yeah, and I was like, and I was I hyped it up so much, and I was like, it's like you just gotta see it, and then. It was one of those. I wasn't like in the movie, like, like. Yeah, I was like, this movie is so long. Yeah, it's <laughs> also was like, not that long. <laughs> Jenna loved it. She loved Elvis. Yeah, Maddie loved it too. And then I was like, letterbox edit list four star. <laughs> I think I have it at all, four star now. all the way down. I wonder even where it's at on my list of movies at this point. My 2022 list. I feel like it's not that high anymore. Maybe I passed it. There's no way I passed it. You can't miss the cover art. There's no way it's this high. Mine, mine dropped to 17 from nine. Of all time, or 2023. 2022. Or 2022. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I've updated my 2022. Yeah. List, but like I had it above. Oh, it's at it's at 20. All time or 2022. 2022. But you have other movies too, non-released, non right on that list. Yeah, not just released in 2022. I I mean, I have it. It'd probably move also again a little bit. I had. It behind Black Panther with the Fablemans, Glass Onion, Hustle. I had it above all these: Hustle, Werewolf by Night, Nope, and Devotion. And I moved it back. I moved it behind those now, where it's like a four star movie. It's a little, yeah, it's a little bit better than Massive Talent, in my opinion. Yeah, so it it's and in my in my movies of all time, <laughs> it is sixty two. Yeah, that'll do it. At one point, it was probably like fifteen. At yeah. one point, it was it was probably like eight. 
<laughs> like this is perfect. that was like its peak when i like put it, it was and peak then... and it came out and then it's like you actually watch it and you realize how bad tom hanks is and like see what it's by okay so on the one okay the five movies in front of it top gun civil uh captain america civil war the amazing spider-man fast and the furious one um indiana jones raiders of the lost ark mm-hmm. Then Elvis, then behind it, Tick Tick Boom, Marriage Story, Disturbia, Spider Man Two, and Tarzan. The five movies before the the five movies before it that you said. Yeah. Wait, was the second five what's after Elvis or before Elvis? Oh, after. Those movies. So starting from fifty seven, it goes Top Gun, Civil War, The Amazing Spider Man, Fast and the Furious, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Elvis at 62. Okay. And then after at 63, Tick Tick Boom, Marriage Story, Disturbia, Spider Man 2, and Tarzan. Those movies are all, be- I don't know about Tick Tick Boom, but those movies are all better than Elvis. Yeah. I just said that I would probably do it again. <laughs> but that's, yeah. where it, that's, that's where it's at right now. That's funny. Yeah. You got where it'd probably go. Mine wouldn't be my top 100. No. I'm getting really detailed with it, so I haven't made my list because I'm still reviewing everything. I'm still writing a score out of 100 so I can have like an accurate like best movie versus... I'm going to do a favorites list too, but... I'd, yeah, I need to go through and actually reorder it now because I got it mostly reordered. So yeah. now I can go through and start at number one and be like this or that. Out of 100? Then this or that, and then this or that. I should send. I should send. And then when I go, well, yeah, and then I can do something like that. But then when I go, I'm gonna rank them first and not rate them. And then rate them. And then rate them based because I don't want it to be. I don't want to rate it and then do it. I want it to be. I want to look at two films sequentially. So my first, my top two, Interstellar, Whiplash, and be like this or that. Interstellar, okay, Whiplash, Lord of the Rings, this or that, Whiplash, cool, Lord of the Rings, the Batman, this or that, you know, yeah. my top my top is pretty good right now, but then, like, you know, then I can really get it and be like, which yeah. one would I rather, Yeah. which one did I like more? Yeah, I want to do it, because you're doing, like, every movie you've ever watched ranked, which is hard. Um, it was, yeah, that's why I spent, like, two hours, like, yeah. last night or something like that, doing, like, the bottom part of my list, <laughs> just trying to get it, like, shifted out, because I have, like, and I deleted some movies off of it that I'm, like, I don't even want to rank these. Right. Um, because the original idea was just every movie I've seen I want to rank, but then yeah. now I'm probably going to do anything I'd rate, like, three stars. Yeah, because what I'm doing is I'm going to do a list of my favorite movies, so it doesn't matter the rank or like how what i rate it out of 100 it's like do i love this movie like you know stand by me is a, i think a five star movie but like in my top 100 would be national treasure because it's freaking awesome it's not yeah. a good movie it's not a good movie but i love it just like i love transformers or parts like here being things like that but then my other list is that my greatest movies of all time that i'll take every movie i've ever rated five stars and rank them and then I'll do like like you said like a top like as many as I can within like three stars or higher, because it's not yep. worth me rating Marmaduke, or Space Jam: A New Legacy. Like, it's a exactly. ten out of a hundred. Like I don't care. Exactly. So yeah. I've so I've like right now. I need to delete some more, but I'm gonna have about yeah 275 movies on this list. Yeah, that's a lot. And then once so yeah, I just really want it. To, <laughs> I'm going to spend so much time getting it to where I want it to be so that I can just 
add movies. It's fun. It's really fun. And then fun. drag it. It'll be a lot nicer once it's actually set in stone. Mm-hmm. It's such a good... Just add movies to it, and then all I have to worry about is those new movies. So yeah. if my opinion changes on that movie, I can just drop it and use the list as its own scale. Yeah, because like right now, like for 2023 movies, obviously I do the release in 2023, and then I just do in any movie I've watched in 2023. Keeping up with it makes it so much easier. Because I'm going, I rated this a four and a half with this score, but I think it's a little worse than this. Here's the score. And that's just easy to punch it in. Yeah, the t- those specific year ones are way... Way easier, because you're going easier. along with it. You're going, yeah, it's as you go. So, but... So you, you start with a movie, and then you can adjust them when you're like... If you were like... What was the first movie I watched? Uh, I think it was... No Country for Old Men. This year? Yeah, that's high. Up. Yeah. So I rated it pretty good. Um, or, yeah, it was. And then I was like, I get to the next movie. But for example, if I was like, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I was like, yeah, it's like a four and a, four and a half, four star movie. And then I was like, and then I watched another movie, like, beautiful boy or something like that and i was like this is like a four and a half star movie mm-hmm. but wait i think that perks of being a wallflower is better than i can like you know adjust it and be like is perks of being a wallflower a five star movie or is beautiful boy a four star movie right or are they the same but like the same star rating but different out of 100 right and you can go through and adjust everything it's a lot easier which is just yeah it's way nicer because it's much more difficult with 300 movies to do that. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult. It's not even a little more. It's a lot more difficult. But it'll be really nice once it's done, though. It will be nice. such a big list of it's movies. Just so it just takes so long to do. But. Yep. So I'm trying to do it in pieces, and I'm trying to do it multiple times. Yeah. Trying to not think too much, and then. Do it and then go wait, take a break like for a day or two and then go back and then redo the whole thing so that things are shifting constantly over and over again until I'm like done it like five times and I'm like, good enough. Good enough, exactly. Um, Speaking of movies with uh, ratings, but not good ratings. Um, we I saw this idea. I got this idea from the Real Talk podcast um where they they did a draft i figured it'd be funnier to do a uh rating because it's uh, like a a rank because it's actually kind of hard um and you're not pandering to the trying to get like oh this would be better together or anything like that but what are our top five movies with an average rating of 2.5 stars or under on letterbox so not what we rate it but what most people on letterbox rate the movie um what do you yeah like how it's 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 like movies people think are bad um there was a clear number one for me i'll just say that really a hundred percent it was like without a shadow of a doubt it was hard i just basically saw went through every movie i watched and then sorted it from lowest rated on average and then just picked so yeah 
Oh, I think I have like. Well, let me see. From my list of movies. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah, I only had like six oh, okay. that and I could find and that look, were look up some. Like, well, yeah, it was it was a struggle. It was hard because um, I was like, I don't. Yeah. So, you want me to start us off? Yeah, feel free. Second. I have a feeling, Micah, that you're gonna not. You're gonna be like. That movie's a two point five or under, and then be mad because you would your list. Yeah, it's just it was just really hard to find, to be honest. Yeah, I can guarantee. That's, I can. That's yeah. like the only thing. Okay, what's your what's your number eight? My number eight. I have. Wait. Okay, yeah, I have um Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I almost put this on my. I almost put it on mine. Yeah, so it was a two point five on the dot. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. And I'll be the first person to tell you it's bad, but it's fun. Yeah, so, it is fun. It made it. It made it on my list. Um, for my number eight, it has an average of one point seven on Letterbox. I have a movie called Songbird. Songbird. Uh, it is the KJ Apa pandemic movie. Oh. <laughs> I watched it during the pandemic, like right when we moved to the battleground house. And so like, okay. Yeah, it was dope. Um, or I guess that was a year later, but still like, similar time. But yeah, I mean, it's not that good. It's just fun to watch. That's that is hilarious yeah so i don't think i remember you talking about that i remember you talking i enjoyed it when i watched it but then uh, looking back i'm like it's not that good so yeah but okay that was my eight all right my number seven right yeah yeah my number seven is the pacifier that's a goaded movie that's a great pick i didn't think about that i didn't see that point five on the dime again (laughs) that's funny um yeah it's a great movie vin diesel vin diesel it is a babysitter such a stupid role overqualified babysitter exactly and the neighbors are spies for some reason it's such a some weird. Nin- such ninja a... people with a safe it's such a weird movie <laughs> i i could not explain the plot of the movie and i've seen it probably 15 times yeah when I we were kids i don't actually lot, know though. i don't actually know what the like the the dire like need for any, like anything i don't know what the villains are i don't know what they're doing i don't actually remember i don't remember no i don't I know just, what he's what he's doing there i just remember there's like they, some why they go to the basement yeah why they go to the basement and do the song thing and then unlocks like a thumb that's right the song. I, have, I have no idea why yeah. i have no idea what it is i know he's like kind of military so it's like government stuff yeah it's weird and they're like from a I don't. I don't know if they're Chinese or Korean or something. They're from a different the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so weird. But right. yeah, that's it. That's hilarious. Um, my number seven, average of two point four. Uh, I got Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, really? Yeah. Every Alvin and the Chipmunks is under a two point five. 
Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm changing my list right now. I'll buy the Chipmunks 1, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> yeah, I got Alvin and Chipmunks. Uh, it's probably my favorite Alvin and Chipmunks movie. They're not good movies, but like they're they're fun. They're to watch. great movies. Shut up! I know what you mean, though. Um, yeah, so I got Alvin and Chipmunks. That's my number seven. Fire. Yeah. Um. Well, I just added my next one, my yeah. number six. Okay. My number six is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked. <laughs> the goat. I love Chipwrecked. It, it is so funny. It is hilarious. It is a good one. Yep. So that's mine. Uh, my number six. I have. Uh, it's a two point three. What's the what's Chipwrecked average score? No, I didn't look. Oh, okay. You just told me that it was under. It's under. I know that. It's got to um, be really low. Two point one. Okay. Um. My my number six, uh, two point three average rating. I have Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Okay. Solid, okay. solid movie. Not the best out of the trilogy. Probably the worst out of that trilogy, but. Um, still, oh yeah, for sure. Still good. Number five, uh, top five. We're into the top five. Okay. These are riveting. My, riveting movies. My my top five. <laughs> yep. Starts out with transformers dark of the moon mine's higher <laughs> which has a rating of 2.4 yeah mine's higher i'll just say that um i am gonna say what do we, what do we got here um uh goodness five yes uh i got baywatch um, it's an average rating of 2.3. The the Rock, Zac Efron, Baywatch at my five spot. Um, okay, I didn't know that was that low. I yeah. figured that was like a three-star rating. <sighs> yeah, I mean. Somewhere around there. That's right. funny. So Yeah. Sweet. Well, my next one, my number four, mm-hmm. is going to be um, Dinner for Schmucks. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. That's, um, That's Paul uh, Rudd and Steve Carell. I haven't seen that. That's hilarious. And Steve Carell plays this like really, really weird dude, right? Yeah. Super odd fella. And he like turns dead rats that get run over into like little figurines for his like fake life. Yeah. And he's just like a really sad person. Right. And Paul Rudd plays a businessman who just gets like promoted or something like that. And he's got this dinner, this business dinner, and they all bring a really weird person to perform and make fun of. Mm. And so he finds Steve Carell's character or whatever. <laughs> and then they end up, you know, like being friends, right? Right. And like, but yeah, they go. And it's, it's hilarious. It's really funny. Yeah. That's I great. I love it a lot. I need to watch that. Uh, my number four out of 2.3. I, I wonder if you missed this one. It's one of the goats. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, I did not. I did not, <laughs> not see that one. Yeah. Dang. Iconic. One of the fun. Uh, I. It's so. It's so bad, but I love it so much. Um. Dang. <laughs> dang is right. So. Dang it. That's rough. 
Oh, well. My top two, you're going to be like, crap. I guarantee it. Mm, probably. What's your number three? My number three is going to be Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I had it on my list. I took it off. It's a great movie. It's a good one. It's a really bad one, but like it is. Nah, it's a really good one though. <laughs> <laughs> my number three, I got Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Um, one, it's the second best Transformers movie. Um, so I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy as a two point four. That's actually wild to me. Dark of the Moon. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't get I'm it. It's not sure that I bad. I really understand that. Yeah, it's not I that thought bad. it was. I was like really surprised. Yeah. When I found out that it was, you know, that it was that low. But yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess teach their own. I guess so. so. I don't, I don't know what else to say about that one. Right. Um, okay. What are we at? Number two, top two. Number two. Yeah. My number two, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. Might switch it up. Ooh. I'm gonna say Scoob. That's a great movie. Two. That's a great. I movie. thought it was a good movie. I loved it. It was fun. So I'm to like, watch. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Scoob. Nice. It was a fun one. I really don't think it was that bad. That needed to be. No, I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe that it needed to be that low, but. The best recent know, just, adaptation of Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. The first time I watched it, I felt like it was not that bad. Yeah, had a nice heartwarming story at the end. Like, can't ask for much more, you know. Yeah, it's nothing like the new Velma. That's true. Uh, my number two, I got Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. You missed it. That this movie is great, dude. This movie's so good. I couldn't believe it. It's a 2.5 on the dot. <laughs> Average rating. Dang it, man. I know. I have it rated a three star. Just. Oh, that's rough. That hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> what's that your, really hurts. What's your number one? <laughs> number one's so funny. You put some dumb movie. It is very dumb. Oh god! But it's—I love it though. It's open season. That's two. A, oh two. I was gonna say the first open season's great. No, the first open season's a two point seven. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I feel so like... it just missed. But I loved open season two also. That's a great. That's pick. the one. That's the one where they go to like the water park, right? Oh, you're right. That is a fun one. I think that's... it's either that or three, but both of them are three is one point eight, mm-hmm. and this one and two is a uh, two point two. So I'm guessing it was two. Nice. But yeah. And my number one is, although it's not good in its respective, it's still fun to watch. I got Batman versus Superman. It was below 2.5. 2.5 on the dot. And Dang, I would have definitely put, I like, like that movie's like entertaining. It's super it's entertaining. Very, very entertaining. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I think Ben Affleck's a great Batman. He's a, yeah, exactly. Like, it's a good movie. It's not as good as other ones, but like, I like it, you know? I actually, yeah, I'd enjoy it. I'd probably give it like a three, probably three stars, three and a half, maybe. I um, gave it a three and a half, I think. 
Yeah, th- I give it a three and a half. It's above yeah. average. It's not the worst thing in the world. No, I definitely think it's above average. It's probably the best under two point five movie, or you know, that I've seen. So. Probably nice, but those are our, <laughs> that's our top five movies under average score of two point five on Letterboxd. So, um, now moving on. Draft. Draft time. Draft time. I gotta get out. This one's gonna be. This one's gonna be hard. Yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'm gonna have enough. I'm gonna have to do some extra digging. There's so if, many. If you if you steal mine, there I'm definitely gonna steal some. I can guarantee it. Uh, yeah. Did I pick first last? I think I did. I got eight movies listed right now, but um, uh, no, I did because I picked. I think. Oh, okay. So you get first pick. I'll take first. Um, gosh, I don't want first pick because I want to pick based on what you pick. Um. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to start with. There's so many. Um, I'm going to take Marley and me. Darn. Were you thinking about that one? I had that one. Yeah. That was on my list for sure. I'm going to take... I'm going to take The Notebook. It's a great pick. Just for the popularity of how sad it is. It's definitely sad. It'll it'll be a popular pick. Um, I'm going to go... Like, there's a movie that I want to go with, but, like, nobody's seen it. So, like, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, to actually do it. Um, I'm going to go Manchester by the Sea. That movie's sad. I thought, that was, I thought it was a sleeper, man. I thought I, I was going to get a steal at, like, four. That movie's sad, dude. Dang, dude. Sorry. Sorry, Braddit. You know what? I'm going to take another really popular one. Yeah, oh, gosh. Don't take it. Um, One of the best movies ever made. Oh, dang. It's got a really sad scene. Not exactly what you're going to take. You st- just, just remember, it's not your fault. Gosh, dang it. That's what I wanted next. It's uh, not your fault. Goodwill Hunting. Movie's so, dude. The ending of that movie is so sad. It got me. It got me. It. It got me for sure. Yeah, it it got everyone. Um, I'm. Oh goodness. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna take Marriage Story. Movie's incredibly heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It um, didn't make me cry, but it was 
It's a it sad. Was, it's a sad. It was movie. really sad. There's lots of movies I haven't seen that I know are sad, but I don't know if I want to pick because I haven't seen them, so I haven't experienced. Yeah, I'm not picking movie. ones I haven't seen. Like I know Schindler's List is really sad, but yeah, I haven't. So, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is supposed to be pretty sad too. Yeah. And the gr- the Green Mile. I almost watched the Green Mile last night. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream is supposed to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. One hour photo is supposed to be really sad. Come and see. There's a lot of them, but yeah. Um. <sighs> next one i'm stealing one from you and i'm taking bridge to terabithia dang it i thought i could wait <sighs> it's a movie i cried in first first ever movie i ever cried in no way you stole that probably same um Gosh, what was that, that number three? Two more. Okay. That really screws the pooch. I know which ones I want. Um, I'm gonna wait to take this one for a five. I think because I think I'll get it. Um, I'm gonna take. Oh, it's it's so. There's, I'm between two. I'm taking La La Land. <laughs> that was my next pick. I was between oh. I was between that and another one, but I feel like this movie is definitely sadder than the other one I was thinking. Dang it, bro. Gosh. Sorry about it. You took Bridge to Terabithia. I wanted that. I would have traded you. Oh. Dang. No, I don't. I don't want to trade that. Yeah, that's fine. Bridge to Terabithia is better. Oh, um, I think I'm going to take Moonlight. I haven't seen that. It's definitely very sad. The thing is, do I want to stick true to myself or do I want to pander if we post it? That's the question. Because there's a movie I think is this easily one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. But I do it then. I, I'm going to. Nobody's seen it. But I'm taking After Sun. It was... Mm. So sad. I. It was so I'm, sad. I'm like I'm almost take, tearing up. I'm gonna take the last movie. Nice. I, cry, I cried too. That's the last one. That's a that's a good one. That's fair. Beautiful uh, boy. Um. Yeah. But left on my list. Up. Um. Up was on it. I Wally. took it off. Wally's was on it. I took it off. But my last two sitting here, in case you took ones, was. A Star is Born. I had that. And Inside Out. Inside Out's not even an overall sad movie. But But when Bing Bong said, take her to the moon for me, I wept. (laughs) Also, if we had more people, it would be a little harder. But Avengers Endgame um, is a good late late round pick if we had more people. Forrest Mm -hmm. Gump. Yeah, um, Forrest Gump's pretty sad. But Good Will Hunting is a great pick. Coco, Pursuit of Happiness, Fallen Stars. Remember the Titan. Yeah, like there's good ones. Um, Uh, The one we watched this week is pretty sad. Pretty sad too. It would be a late, late one, but. Yeah, I don't think I would. It had way too many uplifting. Like Beautiful Boy was pretty down the whole movie. Like there was positive elements, but it was pretty down. Yeah, it was. Um, So, but 
movie we watched. But yeah. Yeah. It's a good draft. Um, what have you, what have you been watching? I only watch TV shows. Gotcha. I've watched more of the boys. Nice. Which is pretty good now. I'm yeah. on to the last season, so I'll be done pretty soon. Uh-huh. Um, and then I watched the first two episodes of Last of Us. Nice. Which is incredible. Yeah. Here's and great. I think it is rated atop the best <laughs> movies or TV shows of all time. Um, so far. With like Breaking Bad and all that. Yeah. And I think that it will be. Yeah. Honestly. I think it'll be, because right now, because there's stuff like Planet Earth Earth 2 and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that are not considered, I don't consider that. Um, That's just real life. Right now, it it goes like Breaking Bad, and then I think it's like Chernobyl is like the next Mm. for highest rated. Okay. I think that it'll either be right above Chernobyl or right below Chernobyl. Gotcha. Nice. First two episodes were amazing. It yeah. was really good. Visuals, so good. That's cool. Acting's on point. Yeah, Pedro and Pascal. It's like... already it's already built on a story, so it's not like they can mess up storyline. I mean, they could, but they, it sounds like they're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could, but yeah, so they're going very heavily off the game, which was a great story game. So right, 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 right. Nice. It's amazing. Um, I watched a few things. Um. I watched the entire Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, it's so good. Like, on the real, it's better than the Thor's trilogy. It's better. I almost would say it's better than Captain America's. I love it. Um, Homecoming is a great introduction. Far from Home is so good and the most underrated MCU movie, in my opinion. And then No Way Home, I haven't watched it in like almost a year and rewatching it after almost a year it, it was fun you know like this the store it, it was it's so good uh, i updated my mcu rankings a little bit after watching this, the trilogy but so that was fun to watch that's the other thing for my uh my movie list i don't have an mcu ranking yet yeah but i decided i'm not going to put marvel movies into my movies my big movie list Besides my top five, Marvel. that's smart. Marvel movies are between so many. Marvel movies are between like a three, usually a three and, the, and a five star, but and they're like all the same. You know? I only so have I one. Want, five I don't want there to be like a jumble of just like and it's Marvel movies. I only have one five star Marvel movie at this point. It's Infinity, yeah. Infinity War. And then the other thing with it is that it's so, so many of them are just like they're good because they're part of Marvel. Yeah. They're just not like they're just inherently not standalone movies. Yeah. And so like, you know, you could say certain movies are good from like the first few phases, but mm-hmm. that was just a great time for Marvel. Yeah. And everything was so connected that, you know. So I'm just gonna take my top five Marvel movies. That's like, smart. No Way Home and uh Infinity Winter, War, Winter Endgame, Soldier, Winter yeah. Soldier, Civil War, and probably Guardians. Yeah. The first one. I would probably go top ten. Maybe ten, yeah. Because depending you on, then you go depending on what I look, what it looks like, you know. Because if I were to take, I'll just briefly. If I were to take my top ten, it'd be like uh, the first Avengers, Thor Ragnarok, No Way Home, Iron Man, 
or not Only Home, Far From Home, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, Endgame, No Way Home, Civil War, and Infinity War. Like, those, that's my top 10, and I think that that should be in my list. But, like, freaking <clears throat> Multiverse of Madness and Ant-Man, and those, it doesn't, those don't need to be cluttered throughout, you know, like, like you yeah. said. Yep. So, nice. Um, what else? Uh, I watched Southpaw. Uh, boxing movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Rachel McAdams. I watched two Rachel McAdams movies this <laughs> this week, which was weird. Um, uh, so I watched that. Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it was a very basic, you know, I, I love a good boxing story movie and like Jake Gyllenhaal is great. So I gave it like yeah. four stars. It was fun. It was a good watch. Nice. Uh, I watched Missing, the 2023 release, uh, the sequel to Searching or whatever. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> like, I gave it four stars. Like, 80 out of 181 out of 100. Nice. Um, and it's like, you know the concept where it's like shot through just screens at all times, basically. And yep. there was, uh, like, I was trying to follow along. And it's like a mystery. So I'm trying to figure it out before, you know, like trying to guess and trying to figure it out. And I was getting things. And then the, there's a twist at the end. I was like it was cool the theater was kind of packed and so people yep. people holy shit yeah, like like gas it was pretty it was a good theater experience i was very surprised um it was it's funny and so way better than i thought it would be um it's the best movie of 2023 so far i've only seen four but better than plane so uh, i watched arrival um there's not much to say other than that movie is freaking awesome Mm-hmm. it's so good five stars 90 something out of 100 i yeah incredible so um, good i the fact that it's not like an action movie is what i i loved so much because i didn't know yeah. i thought it was an action movie nope and everyone's like five stars i like, guess an alien five interesting and then i watched it of course and i was like oh my gosh this movie is absolutely incredible i forgot the translation movie yeah it was awesome um and then i watched the movie about time um it's like a time travel movie um with bill nye's in it as a father and then Rachel mcadams and then another guy named uh dom hall gleason who's uh he's in like star wars he plays oh he put this is how you'll he plays General Hux in Star and then oh. yeah. So yeah. Um it was so good. So good. I don't know. It's a rom com, but time it's about time travel and like it's this really deep thing about time and like how you spend your time. Because basically like he knows how to go back in time and that's how he lives his life, basically. And so it comes to a point where he stops doing it. It's it was really good. I was that is that sounds really good. It was it was on it's on Prime Video. I definitely definitely recommend it. So it reminds me of the the one I want to watch about time, the one where time is uh, currency or whatever. Oh, uh, with Justin Timberlake. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I don't I, remember what it's called either. But I uh, I want to watch it. I've seen a lot of stuff about it. So. Yeah, people say it's like an underrated movie. Yeah. Um. What is it? It's called. In time. 
yeah, in time. That's yeah. right. In time, about time, hot tub, time machine. <laughs> Three greatest movies about time. <laughs> uh, no, it's really. Uh, I think you'd like about time. It's been something similar to the type of things we've been watching. We've been on a Steve Carell kick, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is it two, <laughs> interesting? Is it two interesting th- enough? Is it two or three movies now? Uh, Beautiful two. Boy. This is there another one? I don't think so. Let me see. And... Oh, I watched Crazy Stupid Love recently. Oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> um, we need to watch The Big Short. I really want to watch that. Yeah, we do need to watch that. Um, but yeah, anyway. He's good though. Steve Girl's good. He is good. Okay, yeah, so we can talk pick- about our movie now. Yeah, you picked it. Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, you want to give us the gist of what it's about? It's one that intrigued me. Yeah, so basically a dysfunctional family goes on a seven hundred, nine hundred, whatever mile road trip mm-hmm. to from Albuquerque, New Mexico to California. Where'd they go? Santa Fe or something? Uh, something like that. that. Somewhere in California, yeah. Um, uh, go to Little Miss Sunshine Beauty Pageant. Yeah. Basically, psychopath dad obsessed with his be a winner program. <laughs> he's like just nine, like... Nine steps. He's so annoying. He's just like one of those stupid TikTok dudes, dude. Um, oh, he's like so annoying. TikTok finance bros. That's all he is. Yep. And then you got his wife. Uh huh. She's just she's. There's really nothing. She's just a wife. She's like, just she's there. Not, she's just like there. She's trying she's to be a good normal. mom. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like weird about her. Yeah. Um. Their oldest son. Uh, I don't remember. Played by his Paul name. Dano. His name's I know. Du- his name's Dwayne. Dwayne. Yes. Young Dwayne. Paul Dano. Um. Yep. Young Paul Dano, and he is wanting to be in the Air Force in the air force and fly jets and he doesn't he vowed a whatever something silence yeah for some reason and so he just doesn't he doesn't talk until he's reaches his goal of being in the air force and flying planes yeah and then uh their youngest daughter who is like seven and she's going to be in the the little miss sunshine pageant yeah and then uh the dad's dad who's just old dude he's He's a great just, actor. He's funny. He is funny, and he's like a he's like a detached old person. He's like, I'm so old, I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, it doesn't matter. And then Steve Carell, right? And then Steve Carell, who is their uncle, the mom's the mom's sister or mom's brother. Yeah, yep, yep. Their uncle, yep. and he's uh, he tried to kill himself right out the gate, man. I was like, what? <laughs> So there's the whole point is just a really really dysfunctional, all over the place kind of family, and they go on a they pile into a Volkswagen van and drive from Albuquerque to the to the pageant in California. Right. That's pretty much it. And along the way, I mean, spoilers. Yeah. We're gonna talk about just the basic stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, but they are spoilers. The grandpa overdoses and dies. <laughs> Their first night at a hotel. The Volkswagen right. van van clutch breaks and so they have to like push the van to get it in gear and then they just yeah. toast basically and 
so they have to park on like hills and not stop and all this kind of stuff <laughs> it's true <laughs> and it's pretty funny and then we already talked about the dad and his like winning program and he's supposed to be yeah getting this which is like so random brian <sighs> cranston just I, being this five minute character i know right <laughs> and do you know the cop is from breaking bad too i did not know it's mike it's brian cranston walter white's brother and in law the dea agent is the oh, cop that's funny it is so random it is so, really random so yeah if you guys know it's mike or not mike um gosh this name oh it's gonna bother me now because i said mike now i can't think of it that's funny um it's right on the table <laughs> hank 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 from Breaking Bad. Gotcha. Um, yep. So it was it was a it was good. Like it was good movie. I thought it was like a comedy, and then I wasn't ready for all the actually deep emotional beats to the movie. It was exactly what I expected. That's what I'd heard about it. It's okay. like a, it's like <clears throat> comedy drama. Right. So there's like a dramedy, brief comic relief and uplifting things and stuff like that yeah but most of it's just pretty pretty in touch with reality and pretty yeah. like pretty like down to earth it feels relatable right you got a little girl who just wants to be accomplish her dream one beauty pageants are freaking weird i'll They're just say so that weird. <laughs> weird full weird <laughs> i'm not a fan of beauty pageants i had no opinion prior to watching this movie but yeah yeah full weird anyway this little girl pure innocent just wants to be in his beauty pageant she does her body image right you got the grandpa who's dying kind of who thinks he's on top of the world you got the mom just trying to be a good mom you got the dad who's just this arrogant pos just Oh, I'm I got my next five step program. I don't know. It's stupid. The kid so Paul Dano's character who just wants to be in the Air Force and he's got his dreams and he goes, you know, it put and then you got Steve Carell's character who almost tried to kill himself, who's depressed. It just was very like this is what families are like. Not these you know it's more yeah. than just like there's dysfunction in families and it was yeah. cool to see that. The dysfunction was very real, and it was it was not exaggerated, which is a lot of times like stuff like that in movies get so exaggerated, and it was like a little bit, but not, yeah, not crazy. It no. was like enough, you know. Yeah, and then also like the what taught, what brought it together for me was the end scene when they're all dancing together mm -hmm. on stage. That was what brought it together for me. Like it, this was not monumental. Some people say this is like one of the best movies. Like, and yeah, I didn't feel as much as like people say. Someone's like, "This is the best movie that ever that came out in two thousand six," and I'm like, "I mean, I don't know what came out in two thousand six, but I doubt it was the best." Like, if I gave it a, I gave it a four stars. That's what I gave it. I gave it four. I think it was a really good movie. I don't think it like, and it was captivating. Um, mm -hmm. but it's not like other movies where you're like wow like it, it's got the, a high average score though 4.1 4.1 4. 
But the the Departed came out in two thousand six. The Prestige came out in two thousand six. Uh, Children of Men came out. Devil Wars Prada came out. Casino Royale came out. So like, let's see, average rating highest first. It's a lot of anime. Of course it is. Oh, that seventies show, The Final Goodbye. That's like a documentary. Oh, interesting. Never seen that. It yeah. is one of the it is one of the highest normal rated movies. Yeah, like like it's... Planet Earth is up there, but other than that, it's like a bunch of documentaries and like some animes. It's like Children of Men, of the Fellowship of the Rim, The rings. Departed. But yeah, in terms of like a, like highest average rating, like this the Prestige was number one. Then it was Pan's Labyrinth and Departed. And no, then... Departed's higher. Departed's a four point two. Oh, it is. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Oh, okay, yeah. Cars came out that year. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest came out that year. So Children of Men, The Departed, um, then The Prestige, then Pan's Labyrinth, then Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Bro, Nacho Libre came out in 2006. Come on. Movie's better. No, it was good. I enjoyed it. I did, too. I was um, glad I watched it. Um, it wasn't monumental, but... No. Didn't change my life. People probably think this is that the movie we just watched is better than Beautiful Boy, but I would say Beautiful Boy is better. I would say Beautiful Boy is better. Too. Yeah, but so. I would agree with that. It made me feel a lot more, and I didn't really feel. I didn't feel a whole lot. I didn't. I, I have Little Miss Sunshine as my worst movie I've watched so far. This this year. Yep. Wow. You must watch good movies. Well, I've only watched. Okay, so we want to see my list. My list is the perks of being a wallflower, everything, everywhere, all at once, beautiful boy, um, no country for old men, nope, how to lose a guy in ten days, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, you've watched good movies. <laughs> House Party, Iron Man Two are my worst two movies this year. Nope is probably the worst of all the movies, like in terms of Nope and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and I loved Nope. I think it was my favorite sci-fi thriller. It's so good. and like I loved it. Love, love, loved it. Yeah. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is my favorite rom-com ever. Really? About Time or Crazy Stupid Love is mine now? How to Lose a ten- Guy in 10, ga- 10 Days was peak. It was so good. <laughs> and I don't like rom-coms. I gotta watch it. It's Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Nice. So we're at a hour 57. Not bad. We talked about so it a gotta, lot. We got to talk for three minutes now. I guess we can. I guess 57. So we, so we can say we made it two hour for our episode. Right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. yeah, we did talk about a lot. Disneyland. Movies. NFL. Oscars. Went on some decent tangents about Disneyland. And then after the Oscars, I don't remember what we talked about. Oh, we talked about Letterboxd for a while. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go through our letterbox one time randomly. Just an episode, just go through. It's like, just like a, the big movie list. I need top. I need to top one hundred or something. We go through them. I need to make it first. I know it would be in a while because I gotta go. I gotta make sure like. And we know what I want. We also need to make like a like a chicken the duck collection like. Our combined favorite movies. Combined favorite, yeah. I can make a list. And... We could do it on podcast. 
We could. We could do this like a separate we episode. Could, we could. Well, yeah, we could do it when we go through our top 100 or whatever. We could, at the same time, we could, during that episode, create our list live. It should be the beginning of season four. That should be the episode. And just that. That's just the yeah. end. Because it'd be, it's going to take way too long. It would be It would be long. Yeah, it'd be at least two hours. Um. All right. But yeah. Cool. Sounds good. And... We are 40 seconds away from two hours. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, thank you for watching if you're on YouTube. <laughs> Mr. Beast is um, rolling in his grave if he was dead right now. And life is tough. <laughs> Get a uh, hell.